All right, welcome back to Global Views, the new place in the airspace to talk all things language, communication, and culture. As always, I'm your host, Bree, and I'm here with my co-host, Don, today. Hey, Don. Hey, Bree. And so this week, we wanted to come sit down and talk a little bit about a topic that we might not all think about every day, but something that's definitely relevant to some current events that are going on, and we'd love to get into those a little bit. So what we wanted to talk about, we thought would be super useful, is just a couple easy things that hearing people can do and to make the hearing world, because, you know, our world is built for hearing people. Right. So things that hearing people can do to make our world more accessible and more inclusive to deaf communities in our communication because it is so crucial and there's missteps everywhere. I mean, I'm sure you know better than I do, but it seems like pretty frequently I see videos online of employees or just people in public in terrible situations just because of lack of understanding or lack of accommodation or or things like that. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. We need to make our world more accessible to the deaf and hard of hearing, you know, 14% of the population is deaf or hard of hearing. Wow. That's a huge percentage. Absolutely. And there are just some simple things that you can do to make the world around you more accessible to the deaf and hard of hearing. Just in the lobby of your office or your establishment, your McDonald's, your Burger King, Turn on the closed captioning on the television. Mm-hmm. How simple mm-hmm. is that? Please, turn it on anyway. We all blew our eardrums out in the early 2000s oh, listening to our music. Truth? So turn them on anyway. I am <laughs> by all means a hearing person, but boy, do I need subtitles even. So, <laughs> But yes, uh, anyways, as you were saying. Well, you know, and, and you speak the truth because it can be loud in a business establishment, and those captionings can help everyone understand what's going on. People are talking, people are waiting in line, it gets loud in there, wherever you are. Right. And then everyone can hear or see what's going on on the television. Right, exactly. Closed captioning is not just for deaf and hard of hearing people. No, it is not. I am absolutely a subtitles (laughs) person, and my friends get so mad. No matter what we're watching, I want subtitles on. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so closed captioning is definitely a huge one, but there's a lot of things that we've discovered that I think a lot of people don't think about, and here's the kicker. Here's what everyone's waiting for. They're not difficult to do, and they're mostly free. Absolutely. Nowadays with technology, with the internet the way that it is, everyone should be captioning whatever they put on the internet. Yeah. We caption our podcasts. Right. But... Well, transcript, but essentially Well, we transcribe, but basically, right. Yeah, yeah, because we don't have a video. Right. Everyone should be doing that with whatever they put on the internet. It is so easy, and there's so many free or inexpensive ways to do it with Google and so many programs out there. I'm sure if you get on Google or Bing or whatever you choose to use as your search engine, yeah, I'm sure that you can find something. I'm sure you probably know more ways to find 
transcription platforms than I do, but... I only did a little bit of research, you know, (laughs) at the beginning. You are the queen of research. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's most of my job here is just researching things. But yes, she's right. There are a lot of available transcription platforms. If you have a podcast, every other podcast on the airwaves, I think it'd be awesome if you guys transcribed. And you can always reach out to us and ask what transcription services we like because we try them all the time. But yes, transcription is super important. It's very accessible. Even, I mean, okay, I'll be fair. As a sound editor, as somebody who does this regularly, there are services that are more accurate than others. There are human transcription services versus AI, artificial intelligence transcription services. And sometimes those AI will make mistakes. But even if you do go for cost-effective, budget-friendly, lower-end, or even free AI transcription, it's still so worth it to have that maybe not perfect transcription and go back and edit little details than it is to make your audio or your video or whatever you're putting out into the world completely inaccessible to 14% of the population. Right. Absolutely. So instead of doing 10 hours worth of work, right? Right. Putting down every word, Mm -hmm. you do a half an hour or an hour's worth of editing. Oh, yeah. So much simpler. Mm-hmm. So much less time involved. And it takes a simple Google search. This podcast isn't sponsored by anyone, but it takes a simple Google search. I think Google has a transcription service that might be free. If not, there's Rev, there's Transcription Puppy, there's all kinds. Some podcast platforms even have transcription hosting on their sites. So if you're doing a podcast, if you're doing a video or something, you might have to go some other routes. But it literally takes a Google search to find a whole list of options. Didn't I hear something about YouTube not doing any more transcription or free transcription? Or I'm new to, you know, okay, I'm going to give away my age. I am going to be 51 this year. So I am... Fancy 50s. (laughs) Yeah, I, I love my 50s. However, I am trying to keep up with everything. And I thought I heard something on the internet about YouTube and some argument about people being upset about. Yes, I did hear. Yes, I did hear about this. Let me see if I can find the actual details of it. But I heard YouTube has a captioning service on their videos currently where you can option like you would subtitles on Netflix or Hulu or regular television, whatever. You can put closed captions on their videos i will say the the software is not perfect it definitely flunks have you watched closed captioning on television uh, (laughs) you're not not perfect (laughs) that's that's incredibly fair (laughs) (laughs) so you know i think a lot of people thought oh youtube's gonna do something with their captioning service maybe they're gonna improve it maybe they're gonna get some more sophisticated ai and improve the captions But I think I heard that they are scrapping their captions entirely. Okay, that really makes me angry. I need to, let me see. uh, YouTube, if if you're doing that, that is so unfair. Yeah. You are a huge, huge platform. You should not be doing that. Yep, here we go. It says it's removing the captions. This is from TheVerge.com. It says it's removing the captions and will focus on other creator tools. 
The feature will be removed as of September 28th. You can still use your own captions, automatic captions, and third-party tools and services. So I guess if you have a plugin, you so essentially they're putting the responsibility of captions on either the viewer or the creator. Okay, well, YouTube, we're going to ask that you please rethink it. Yeah. And not do that or come back quickly, not like a year from now, but in a reasonable amount of time and bring something back to help the people who put stuff up because that's something that we really want to make available to the general public. Oh, and yeah. we want to make it easy for people to use and for everyone to have accessibility. So accessibility is so important. And so YouTube, you know, I know you're probably not listening to our little podcast, but <laughs> if you are, we are asking to please, you know, reconsider that. Oh, yeah, definitely. So YouTube, step it up and maybe maybe put some more money. Throw throw a little more money behind that captioning. Let's go the reverse. Yeah. Put that a little would be more great. money behind it. Let's get some let's get some accurate captions cuz that would be cuz the automatic captions I think that they're talking about are the ones that are just atrocious. Just. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. But yes, captioning is one of the biggest ways that you can cultivate accessibility in your workplace, in your product marketing, in your creation, in in whatever it is you're involved in. Captions, captions, captions for audio. So now talking about accessibility, Mm -hmm. captions is like the high end, providing an interpreter for, you know, the deaf people who use sign language. That's, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's just a standard, standard, And that's standard, quite literally, uh, legally required. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. But there's ways that, oh, there's a deaf person in front of me. There's a hard of hearing person in front of me. I don't have time to get an interpreter here. Right. What do I do? Right. I don't know sign language and we're not going to rely on lip reading because that's not reliable and you know, it, it, most people the, cannot do it. Right. It's not the method that everyone uses to It's not to the method that everyone uses. And let's just talk about lip reading for a second. 60% of language is formed in the back of the lips. 40% of the language is formed on the lips for oh, wow. English. And 20% of that 40% looks exactly the same. So at best, 20% of language is discernible. Wow. I did not know all that. Yes. So that was like a fast linguistic fact yeah so lip reading is not the way to go so what can you do you can pull out paper and pen that is a really easy way of making sure that people understand you and that they can be understood it is not frustrating and no one is going to beat you up for pulling out paper and pen and saying let's communicate Right. Right. Or even now, I mean, I do this all the time if I'm trying to take notes on something. If someone's actively telling me about something, I'll take out my phone and start typing on a notepad. So I feel like even now it should be easier because we all have essential paper and pen on us at all times. We do. Pull out your your phone and text on it. You don't have to send the text. Just text on it and show the person what you're writing. Right. If you're trying to talk about a certain item, you could pull it up in Google. Yeah. And you could show the person what you're talking about. 
Oh, yeah. And you know, we've talked about this. You've done this before. I have. With fruits and things or, you know, vague items that you don't really know the names of or you're not sure what they're talking about. Yeah. Do a little, do a little research session, a little powwow and see. And that's one of the other things in my, again, my research before doing this podcast because I don't know a lot of these things. So I wanted to get a little bit of info before we sat down and talked about it. That was one of the other things that I found was taking the time to do that committing to if you're trying to communicate something making sure it's understood and not saying never mind or like you know we'll we'll never mind i'll tell you later or things like that not giving up having the patience and understanding that even though it might not be a big deal whatever you're saying you know i know that i'm just telling you about some weird thing i saw on tv last night but if we don't have that understanding that's still extremely isolating and um, and discouraging for other people to decide that it's not worth communicating to you. Right. So oh, that... I'm not important enough for you to finish our conversation. Right. That's what it's saying to someone. Right. I'm I'm less important than a little bit more than minimal effort. Right. It's a little more than minimal effort. It's too much. Right. So that so that's another thing that I and that made me think of it when you said that you have to sit down sometimes and maybe get some attributes and Google things to find a word that importance and that persistence that commitment to getting that understanding. Yes, I I read is crucial. It absolutely is. Just if you're frustrated and we know that it can be frustrating, take a deep breath and try again. And sometimes, if you're dealing with a hard of hearing person, if you say it a different way. Sometimes you will choose words that will be visible on the lips, mm-hmm. you know, that 20%. And so then maybe they'll understand you. Yeah. You know, if you haven't pulled out that pen and paper, if you didn't remember what we said, and you <laughs> didn't pull out that pen and paper, and you're trying to get them to lip read you, or they say, no, just what did you say? What did you say? And you're just trying to talk. Say it a different way instead of saying the same words over and over yeah. If you choose a different way to say it, you might be able to convey it in words that are more easily seen on the lips mm-hmm. and they may grasp that. Yeah. That's another tool in, in your little toolbox that you can use. Now in that same vein, I see hearing people do this t- sometimes and I might even get caught in doing it if it was me at some point. Over enunciating. Not helpful. Not helpful. Not helpful. <laughs> All right. Just needed to clear yeah. that. Yeah. Um, If you're dealing with a hard of hearing person who really just wants to carry on a conversation, Mm -hmm. they don't want to write back and forth on a pad of paper, they really want to just, you know, talk back and forth. Right. Then just talk normal. Yeah. Because they're deaf, so yelling in their ear is not going to help, right? (laughs) And over enunciating, it distorts speech. And so then all of a sudden the words on your lips... They don't look the same. And so the way that they've learned them and the way that they read them on people no longer look normal. Yeah. And so now they can't read them. Right. It's like looking at printed words versus cursive words. If you've never read cursive before, how are you expected to read it? So over-enunciated speech is like that. Now you're reading in a way that you've never read it before. 
make normal hand gestures. Hand gestures and body language are cues that deaf and hard of hearing people use to understand what you're saying. Which is another thing I learned. Maybe I was always aware because sign language is obviously a physical language and even hard of hearing people or people who don't use sign language use other physical cues to delineate meaning in conversation. But I didn't fully think of what all that entailed because I started looking into it and I found things like, you know, keeping your face centered and not turning away when you're talking to a deaf or hard of hearing person so that they can see your face, they can see your facial reactions, they can get that 20% lip reading if that's how they like to communicate. Making sure you're in good lighting, not chewing gum, which is something I would have never thought about. Oh, and this one was interesting. Making it clear when you change who you're speaking to. Yes. Look at the person that you're speaking to. You know the whole gum chewing thing? Yeah. I am not a gum chewer. I I don't dislike gum. I just never got into the habit of it. And then I realized that my sister is not a gum chewer either. My dad is hard of hearing. And I think I've told you that before. Yeah. He reads lips. He doesn't use sign language. And we never got in the habit of chewing gum. Because of my dad lip reading us. Oh my goodness. He just, I can remember Hubba Bubba when I was a kid, Hubba Bubba gum. Mm -hmm. He hated when we chewed Hubba Bubba gum (laughs) because it was really large pieces of gum. And (laughs) And he would say, you're chewing that gum like a cow. I can't understand what you say when you chew Hubba Bubba gum. Can't you choose dentine or trident because they were smaller pieces of gum. Yeah, Don, don't you know all the kids on the playground are raging over dentine? <laughs> exactly, but that doesn't blow big bubbles. Right, or taste like sour apple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's the little things that you don't think about oh, unless yeah. you have a father who lip reads you right. as his only way of communication with you. Don't talk with your mouth full because to him, it's, it's disgusting when you're a person who doesn't lip read. But if you're a person who lip reads for communication, it's truly disgusting. Where I'm very intently <laughs> focused on your mouth. Yes. And that's where, yeah, I, oh, whew. And when you're being lectured as a teenager, if you look away and he can't tell if you're talking about him, <laughs> that is the surest way to get grounded for a week. you have to look at him straight in the face when you're being lectured if you look away and he doesn't know if you're sassing him one week look away again two weeks now i don't know what your father was like growing up but that having to look my parent in the eye the entire time they're being lectured me or lecturing Mm -hmm. me or yelling at me sounds horrifying (laughs) (laughs) sounds horrific (laughs) And no, you told, you've talked about this, you've told us around the office too, that he used to get you into trouble because he would lip read from the rear view mirror for what you and your girlfriends were saying in the back of the car. If you were going yes. to the mall and doing something else or doing something you weren't supposed to be doing, he would watch you talk in the about mirror. it in the mirror and get you in trouble yes. for it. He would say, you're grounded. I'm like, why? He's like, you know why? <laughs> After you would pick us up from the mall. And I couldn't understand it until one time we got picked up and I saw him watching me in the mirror. And then I put my hand up in front of my face and I got grounded for that because that in our household was a groundable offense as well. 
because he couldn't tell if you were talking about him. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. You could put your hand up in front of your mouth if he wasn't in the room, but if he was in the room, you could not do that. Oh my so. gosh, because that's like essentially like if I just said, pretended not to hear my mom. Exactly. Or like not yes. Just... yes, that's an insult, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of good tips here. One of the ones I found is learning some basics of sign language, which I mean isn't a bad idea. You know, like I think a lot of people know how to say hello, goodbye, where's the bathroom in Spanish. Sure, it's always courteous to learn a couple of things in someone else's language, and I mean in Spanish and Arabic. Right. You know, please, thank you, hello. But in as with any language, if you don't use you know, the language, you're going to forget it. Oh, yeah. So, but it's, it's, it always concerns me when someone says, oh, I'm just going to learn sign language and think that they're going to become um, proficient enough to carry on full conversations quickly because yeah. it's an actual language and it takes time to learn. Oh, yeah. So you can learn some complimentary things like please and thank you and, have a nice day, but don't think that you're going to learn to carry on a complete conversation with a deaf person in just a couple of weeks. It's a it's a language with right, you know, rules and it's a language and, with dialects too. Yeah, as I just so, learned exactly. So, so so be careful because if you learn in Michigan and you go to Kansas and say something, it might be different. It might be a little different. Yeah. But you know, if you want to learn sign language, I encourage you to go to college and. Um, you know, we have some really great programs here in Michigan, but if you want to learn, go to college and do it the right way. And, and you have to hang with deaf people and, and that way you'll learn the language the right way and, um, and become proficient. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe in terms of accessibility, it doesn't make as big of a dent as some of these other things, but definitely in general cultural awareness, yes. inclusion, things like that, it might be nice to know a couple couple polite signs. Absolutely. It never hurts to be polite. It never mm -hmm. hurts to be aware of others' cultures. Right. And to be courteous. Absolutely. 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 I guess we'll close off. I'll ask you. Uh, I, I feel like I do this to you all the time. I tell you exactly what I want to talk about. And then I say, well, maybe I'll throw a question at the end. What would be a significantly impactful change to accessibility as we know it now? A significantly impactful change to accessibility. To accessibility as, as opposed now. to what we have now. Mm -hmm. For deaf and hard of hearing and foreign language? Sure. Wow, that's a big question, Brie. I know it is a big question. I like to ask big questions. There are so many wants in my basket for that. <laughs> Pull a couple of them out. Lay them out. Give us your accessibility wish list. I would love it if clients truly saw and understood the need for interpreters. Mm. I get the economic impact to their business. I get it. But there's a reason that they have the interpreter there. And it's to ultimately protect their liability and to provide good service on their behalf and to ensure that the consumer who is the deaf person or the non-English speaker has their needs and wants met mm. appropriately and effectively to make sure that they have a voice 
and that it's their voice that's heard. The interpreter is a non-biased person. It's not a family member. Right. It's not their child. It is a professional who is called in to provide a service and ensure that that person is able to have a voice in whatever situation it is that they're at, be it a medical place, a legal place, an education, wherever, that that person is able to speak whatever words they want to speak. You have the right to say the words that are coming out of your mouth. And, you know, it's it's not my place to judge. Yeah. If you want to swear, you swear. And if you want to say, I love you, then we say it. That's my job. And, And I wish more clients understood the reason they have a professional interpreter there is that very thing. Mm -hmm. So that that person really gets the chance to have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that, I mean, it's the same thing that we talk about with with captioning is the same fair access to communicating. And that's really what I think myself, I've realized that it has to come back down to is when you're looking at all these accommodations or these changes or these adjustments or whatever that we suggest that seem foreign and seem different because they are, because like we said, our world is built for hearing people. Looking at those, the bottom line fundamental question is without this, is this person getting the same access that I have? Right. Are we at that level? And I mean, even with some of these things, we're not. Right. There's more work to be done. Like you yep. said, you have a whole wish list. Oh, that. <laughs> That, that is such a big question. I'm, I'm telling you that basket yeah. is so full, but if you want to know, like, my number one wish, that's it. That's, that's like, the biggest wish in that basket. There's yeah. a lot of wishes in the basket. Mm-hmm. That's my number one wish. And I think, I, I, I hope, I believe, I hope that everyone in my position is the owner of a company like mine. I would hope that that is every owner's wish. Yeah. Yeah. That that's their biggest wish in their basket. Mm-hmm. That we all think that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And not for, I mean, I know you, but for our audience, not for economic reasons, not for no. business reasons. No. But really, and I mean, I, I know this is the absolute core of who you are that it's it's absolutely about making sure that there is that access. Yeah. I mean, we get paid to do an important thing, but we do a very important thing. We really do. Yeah. We really do. We'll get there. It's a long it's a long climb, but we've got our uh we've got our picks and we've got our boots. We're ready to go. We're ready. We're ready. Well, thank you so much again, Don. As always, it was wonderful and fun and fantastic, and thank I appreciate you. it. I'm loving it. So that was a couple ways that we can all use to make ourselves, our world, and our communities more accessible and inclusive, not just accessible, but inclusive to our deaf and hard of hearing communities and counterparts. So thank you again for tuning in. If you liked this episode, feel free to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you like to listen to your podcasts. Uh, You can also find us on social media. Check out our Twitter, our Facebook page, and our Instagram, all at MyTerps, 
M-Y-T-E-R-P-S, the number four and the letter U. And we will see you next Friday.